Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Stretch Goose Podcast. My name is Manuel, and today we are going to talk about a 13-year-old that was killed by a homeowner and a man beaten to death with a pipe all in Washington, D.C. For some reason, it's crazy out there. And um, if you like it, share it, subscribe to it. Um, If I can just turn this damn thing off. There we go. Um, So if you like the show, share the show, subscribe to the show. Uh, ratings, reviews, all that good stuff on your Apples, your Spotify's, uh, your Googles, and wherever else you can leave a rating or review on your podcast directory that you're using. Um, if you want to write a write a suggestion to the show, like an idea, something that we can try at at some point, because uh, we're always looking to improve the show, um, send that to stretchgoosepodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, send us some crazy news stories that we will read on the air. And give you all the credit that you deserve. Um, so after uh, further ado, we are going to dive right into our news from Washington. And then the 10 worst family vacation spots in America. Some of these I have not been to. Some of them I've read about. Um, but they actually saw, uh, ranked them. And we're going to go through it. So here we go. This one's from Fox News. Uh, Washington, D.C. police are investigating a report of a 13-year-old boy shot dead by a homeowner for allegedly breaking into cars in the 5th District. Metropolitan Police said officers responded to a shooting at the 1,000 block of Quincy Street in the northeastern part of the city around 3.50 in the morning on a Saturday. At the scene, officers found the teenager who has not who has been identified as Caron Caron Blake uh, with gunshot wounds the fire and emergency services transported him to a hospital where he later died he was fatally shot by a male homeowner in the block after the man heard noises outside and saw someone who appeared to be tampering with vehicles metro police said police said the teen and the man were involved in an interaction That's a nice way of saying I shot him. Before the homeowner fired his gun, which was legally registered to him, Metro Police told Fox 5 DC there was no indication Blake was armed. The outlet also reported the man performed CPR on Blake until the first responders arrived and that police found a car believed to have been used by Blake on Quincy Street that was previously reported as a stolen vehicle. Investigators believe two... Additional juveniles are involved in the incident and posted on Twitter Saturday morning to look out for them. A neighbor in the area also reported two people trying to flee the scene in a vehicle before bailing out in an alley and running away on foot. Uh, The homicide branch is working with the U.S. Attorney's Office to determine if any criminal charges will be filed against the homeowner. Uh, I think he should be charged with something. I mean, he he thinks someone's breaking into a car, he talks to him, and then he shoots him. Sounds kind of fishy to me, anyway. But anyway, on to uh, getting beaten to death with a pipe in Washington as well. More problems in Washington. A man is believed to have been beaten to death with a metal pipe on the ellipse in downtown Washington, D.C. Investigators say a jogger found the man early Wednesday morning in the high-profile part of the nation's capital near both the White House and the Washington Monuments and flagged down a Secret Service agent just before 9 a.m. The victim was pronounced dead at the scene, according to Fox 5 DC. 
Police Assistant Chief Morgan Kane said during a media briefing, investigators located video that showed an altercation in the area just after 6.30 in the morning. Officers say the metal pipe believed to have been used in the attack was found at the scene. Kane said the video led investigators to a person of interest who at last checked police stopped and spoke with. She added that it appears both the victim and the person of interest are homeless. This murder marks the district's third homicide of the new year. And the investigation is continuing. So that is all the pain and suffering in Washington right now. Uh, the homicide rate is going up. We got homeless people beating each other with pipes. And uh, sh- kids are getting shot by homeowners who think something is happening. Um, unless you're actually getting attacked or robbed, a uh, little, little advice to those out there. Just call the cops. Let them handle it. There's no reason to pull out a pistol and go see if uh, someone is actually robbing anybody else. That's kind of weird. Um, so, you know, just a little word of advice to the kids. You know, don't, uh, don't do anything silly. You know, only defend yourself, not assume others, you know, because you could get in trouble like this guy. Um, so off to the 10, uh, worst family vacation spots in America. This is by, uh, a man named Jonathan Hastead and fact checked. This is fact checked. So this shit is actually true. They all, these places see, they suck probably. Um, fact checked by Rachel Jones. Number 10 is Atlantic city. What happened to Atlantic city? Well, I'm going to actually read you these blurbs because I, I don't know a whole lot about some of these areas. For an entire century, Atlantic City was one of the premier vacation destinations for American families in the 1910s and 30s. Its newly erected hotels were flooded with guests who flocked to its beaches and famous boardwalks. Even post-World War II hardships caused by the explosion of suburban homes with private pools didn't kill the city. The addition of legalized gambling revitalized it, and it stayed that way until the turn of the century beat the once proud city to a pulp with las vegas on the rise and an economic recession in full swing atlantic city started to die in the 2000s five of its major casinos are now gone jobs have dried up and the city currently has one of the highest foreclosure rates in the country it's just sad to be there the skyline is darker than it used to be and so are the city's prospects. A last-ditched revitalization effort was recently nixed due to the pandemic, and its city council president recently described the future as a Armageddon in Atlantic City. Wow, that sounded dark and fucked up. So I guess Atlantic City is now Detroit East. Um, I, that's insane. Insane. Uh, Downtown Nashville comes in at number nine. For country music fans, Nashville is a must. It is the undisputed home of country music and one of the nation's greatest musical hotspots walking down its neon-lit streets. Music lovers can hop from bar to bar, catching all of tomorrow's greatest singers on their way to stardom. In reality, the the Nashville that people picture is just one tiny downtown area surrounded by miles and miles of suburbia. 
Music City is really just music half a mile and lots of strip malls. You can walk the whole main drag in a few hours and be done with that city. And sure, there are some great neighborhoods to live in, but not in not to vacation in. Nashville is better as a one-night stop on your way to something better. I didn't know that. I didn't know that music that the Music City was really just a half mile of and that's it. The rest is all, you know, shit you got at home. Uh, number eight is the Empire State Building. What not to do in New York. The worst tourist trap scam. Um, it is one of the most recognizable buildings in the world. It was also the tallest building for 39 years. It's perhaps the single most central component of the already spectacular skyline in New York. This is ironically why the view from up top is pretty disappointing. One of the main reasons to reach the top of one of the world's tallest buildings is the view, especially in the metropolis, <clears throat> in a metropolis like New York City, except for the view from atop the Empire State Building is A, not even on top of it, just the 86th floor unless you pay extra. Ooh, that's fucked up. You gotta pay extra to go to the top top? Damn, I wonder how much that is. B, obscured by crisscrossing safety rails, and C, has no Empire State Building in it. Combine that with the insane price per ticket and multi-hour wait time, and you get a tourist trap that is entirely skippable. Damn, there's a line to get in? It's like a fucking ride at Disneyland. You pay retarded prices, you don't get to where you actually want to go, and you get a disappointing experience. Fuck that. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame comes in at number seven. Uh, let's be clear. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a super fun visit if you're a music fan, especially of classic rock, first wave psychedelia of guitars is your thing. The reason the Hall of Fame is one of the worst spots is because it's in Cleveland. Ooh, shit. Um... Cleveland, Ohio is nicknamed the Mistake by the Lake for a reason. I didn't know that was his nickname. Damn. The city is incredibly poor, and as a result, the crime rate is staggering. It is four times the violent crime as the national average. It's rated most dangerous than 98% of other American, of most Americans, 90, bleh, I can read kids, 98% of American cities. Its pollution problem is so bad that its rivers catch fire. Holy shit. This is like, um, this is basically hell. I mean, it's the mistake by the lake. Rivers are on fire. 98% of, of American cities, it's rated more dangerous than four times the national average in crime. Wow. That's crazy shit. No one wants to, I, I don't even want to go there now. No wonder we can't get no action. Damn. Moving on to Roswell, New Mexico, at number six. Alien lovers rejoice. There is a mecca of xenophiles on Earth, and lucky for us Americans, it's just a stone's throw away from Albuquerque. Any sci-fi-loving family is in for a treat at the UFO capital of the world. Roswell is famous for being the country's most active hotspot for UFO activity. Wait, depending on the metric... That's actually either Washington or Vermont. Well, at least Roswell is home to the famous Area 51. Wait, that's about 700 miles in Nevada, away in Nevada. Okay, well, 
At least Roswell is the site of the most famous UFO incident in history, the 47 Roswell crash. It's in the name, except that crash was about 75 miles north of Roswell and closer to Corona or Albuquerque. What is Roswell famous for? I got to say, the guy that wrote this is a... Is a <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. He's actually not... He's not wrong either. I mean... I don't. I can't answer that question. What is it famous? Actually, famous for? Well, kids, stretchgoosepodcast at gmail dot com. If you know what Roswell is actually famous for, and none of it has to do with UFOs, according to this research this guy did. So, please tell me. I'd love to know. I really would. Plymouth Rock comes in at number five, the best tourist attraction on the East Coast. Native, uh, the family road trip is an American staple, and because every corner of the U.S. is dotted with moments and landmarks that recount its history, road trips can be as educational as they are fun. What better way to start and end such a family trip than Plymouth Rock, where the Pilgrims fam- famously landed on the Mayflower beginning the first settlement of America? Uh, oof, where to begin? Natives already settled in America. France and Spain had already created colonies in the country. Even the English already had started colonies in Roanoke and Jamestown. The Pilgrims landed and disembarked at Provincetown before Plymouth. The Pilgrims didn't land on the rock at all, possibly not even near it. Huh, okay. There isn't a single account of any pilgrim that mentions this rock. The first person to claim that the rock had anything to do with the pilgrims did so 121 years after the pilgrims landed. And best of all, once you see it in person, you'll know the thing is tiny, plain, and hidden in its little own little canopy. Just as just a random rock only mythically associated with one of many European colonies, there are better fake monuments to stop at. Um, I have so much to say here. Well, uh, Plymouth, okay. Okay, the guy wants to talk, the guy, the guy oh wow, this is going to turn into something. I didn't expect this at all. Uh, this is also something I'm reacting to it the first time, kids, because I didn't actually read through this. But now I have some... Okay. Let's take this one at a time. Native people already settled America. No shit. Problem is, it wasn't America at the time. So you can't really sit there and say that. You really can't, because the natives were here as natives to the land, but the, the, the America was the name of the country that was developed. So the natives being here is irrelevant. It means nothing. France and Spain had already created colonies in the country. Yes, they did. And then those, those colonies later became the uh, states, the first 13 states in America when 1776 came around. So none of that makes any sense. So who gives a shit? Even the English had already put colonies in Roanoke and Jamestown. That is also true, but that again, that later becomes the start of the United States of America. So I don't understand the first three right out of the gate. The Pilgrims landed and disembarked at Provincetown before Plymouth. This is also true. Uh, The Pilgrims didn't land on the rock at all, possibly not even near it. Again, also true, but they landed in the general area. 
Okay. That counts, doesn't it? Uh, no Pilgrim mentions The Rock. Oh, he's not wrong. They don't actually talk about The Rock, but they do talk about the uh, location where they landed, where The Rock is actually close to. Uh, the first person to claim that The Rock had anything to do with The Pilgrims did so 121 years after The Pilgrims landed. Yes, this this part is also true, but we also have to understand that documentations and reportings of things are similar to that of the Bible. It was all passed down through generations. So we really have to figure out where this um, person got it from. And, of course, this guy didn't say. Um, yes, the rock is tiny. Yes, it's plain. Yes, it's hidden in its own little canopy. Uh, it's not a random rock. It, it, it really isn't. It holds... Um, it holds value to this to this development of the country, to the story of America. To sit there and say it's just a random rock is is bullshit. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say about this silly bitch. Hollywood, we're scam, and to another tourist trap came in at number four, which is Hollywood. Uh, take everything I said about Roswell, replace the words aliens and UFOs with stars and celebrities, and you get Hollywood millions. Visit Hollywood every year for a chance to bump elbows with A-listers, apparently not understanding that if you were a celebrity, that is the last place you would ever hang out. Can you imagine if Harrison Ford actually spent his days patrolling around his footprints on the Walk of Fame? You wouldn't want a picture. You'd want to find him a hobby and a therapist. Instead of actors, Hollywood is full of overpriced shops, homeless people, desperate failed actors in Spider-Man costumes, and oh yeah, Thousands of tourists. I ain't gonna argue with that. <coughs> Excuse me. I've I've been to Hollywood. It's garbage. No argument there, buddy. Number three, the Mall of America. I've never been here, so I'm assuming it just looks like a mall, like any other mall. Their own uh, malls are really in their own renaissance right now because online shopping has was never invented. Malls have only gotten bigger, better, and more alive. Oops, it's the opposite, and malls are dying left and right. Most that are still around are left with empty storefronts, abandoned sections that make them look like a George Romeo movie, but even the best and most vibrant of them, like the Mall of America, are still just malls. Even the best mall in the country is still just a mall with the same stores as every other mall, just more of them. It is really a vacation destination just because there are two Sephora's instead of one? Do you really need to visit Gap in... Um, um, I'm going to just stop reading this one. Yes, malls are malls, but this is a... this mall, The Mall of America, as I understand, is an iconic structure in this city. And it has a lot of, of attractions, not just shops. This guy's really making this this mall to be something it's something that it's not and i i've never been there so i'm gonna take the middle on that one um but as i understand it, the mall of america is, is is nothing more than an attraction uh times square comes in at number two again i i've never been there but the pictures uh the new year's celebrations it looks interesting but he he says that not much needs to be said about Times Square. The fact that it was ever considered a sight to see is baffling. 
It is an intersection with a lot of advertisements. That's it. Sure, there are shops, but they sell M&Ms in less crowded places. Trust me, I suppose you could go during New Year's Eve to watch the ball drop, but be prepared to wait 10 hours in a standing room only crowd with a diaper on because there is no bathroom available. I'm going to take his word for it. I'm never going there. It just it does look like a place full of advertisements and there's shops that are highly expensive because it's Times Square, whatever. I'm sure there was some relevance when it was uh, originally put out, maybe. Um, Disney World, I'm going to just agree. It's probably like Disneyland. Long lines, expensive shit, Mickey Mouse, um... I'm sure there's there's a lot there. I'm going to agree with that guy 100% on that one. And that is the top 10 worst vacation spots in America, kids. And with that said, I'm going to bow out of here as quickly as I possibly can. That's the podcast, kids. If you like it, share it, subscribe to it, Leave a rating and review on your Apples, your Googles, your Spotify's, and anywhere else you you listen. And send all shows to send all. I'm going to bow out, kids. I'm tired. That's it. Later. Later.